Hello and welcome to the Quick Time Out with Sean Carroll. I'm Sean Carroll and this is the Quick Time Out. Um, and on that, let me know if that's a good intro. This is the first time I've ever recorded this podcast. Um, and yeah, just welcome to the Quick Time Out. This is, as we said a couple of days ago on the Deep 2 MBO podcast, uh, this is going to be the quick news segment of the Deep 2 podcast network where I come on, something's happened, something big, something small, something I just want to talk about and just sort of explain my opinion on the news, what I think is going to happen, what I think, you know, different parties think about the news and, and so on and so forth. Um so one piece of news that came out today that seems interesting is the contract negotiations between Buddy Hield and the Indiana Pacers stalling, uh, and now both parties are agreeing to look for a trade. This is coming from Shams Trania of The Athletic. Uh, Buddy Hield is in the last year of his contract and is owed $19.2 million for this upcoming season, and I want to jump on here and just talk about what the extension talks might have looked like, what a trade might look like, and at the time of recording, there has been no reported trade interest. So as mentioned, Buddy Heald is in the final year of an extension that he signed with the Sacramento Kings, and at the time, it looks like a bit of an overpay for a very one-dimensional player, and four years later, it looks like a bit of an overpay for a very one-dimensional player. Um, This past season, with the Pacers, the 30-year-old averaged 16.8 points and shot 42.5% from the three-point line, and this was also his first full season next to Tari's Halliburton. So you would hope that if he was going to exceed and he was going to do something great, it would be next to one of the best young ball handlers in the league. Um, but because of Indiana's lack of wings and too many ball handling guards, a lot of the time Buddy was, I'd say, relegated or asked to defend the bigger wings. Um, and a lot of his position, a lot of the time he was asked to play the three and defend the Kawhi Leonard's of the world and just the the bigger wings where I don't know what Buddy's best position, best defensive position is, but I don't think it's defending the bigger wings in the league. Um, Caitlin Cooper, who writes and talks extensively about the Pacers, went on Real GM Radio with Danny LaRue last week and said that Buddy's probably going to get relegated to the bench this upcoming season because the team is just invested in other places. They've obviously got Benedict Matherin, who's coming up. They drafted quite highly last year. Um, he plays at that 2-3 spot, and you don't pay Bruce Brown more than $20 million a year to have him come off the bench. Um, so entering the extension talks, the, pra- the Pacers probably didn't want to offer him near what he would have wanted, um, especially because while they are you're always perennially trying to gun for the playoffs, like he is a 30-year-old wing who doesn't really do much outside of shoot threes, and they have a lot of young guys on the team like the aforementioned Matherin or Andrew Nemhart who can just fill his role. They're on rookie contracts for at least three more years, and then they'll be cost-controlled after that. So the Pacers probably went in and didn't want to offer him anything. I'm sure Buddy Heald and his representation went in and said, well, look at Joe Harris. He made four for 75 two seasons ago, and don't look at how he was just dumped for, I think, one second to the Detroit Pistons, but he was... He had received four for 75, and you would you would say that he is a like player. Joe Harris is now 32 years old, and I would say in a very similar spot to Buddy Heald. He hasn't had the playoff runs to prove that he can't hit threes in the playoffs, but they both can hit threes in the regular season. But the Indiana Pacers said, I'm assuming, um, why would we offer you anything more than mid-level exception, which is around $12 million? And I think they're, comp- they're completely just in doing that. But on that, now that the two parties have agreed to not come to an agreement and now they're looking for a trade, it's important to know that any team who receives Buddy is going to receive a Buddy who is still expiring at the end of the year. So if you trade for Buddy Heald, you're trading for a guy who can come in hit threes just by doing nothing. But he's also going to want money that he's probably asked the Pacers for. And, you know, the Pacers, you would say, are a relatively smart organization. 
And if they don't want to pay in Buddy's demands, why should you, the incoming franchise, want to pay in Buddy's demands? But anyway, let's get into the possible trade partners. A team that he's been tied to in the past, firstly, we'll start off with is the LA Lakers. Now, there was obviously lots of trade talks about the Lakers looking to trade for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Um, that was dumping the Russell Westbrook salary. So that, that slot just doesn't exist anymore. And a team like the like the Lakers have identified, have won a championship in just surrounding the LeBron and AD pick and roll with shooting. Um, but they've sort of gone and done that. And every single player that they have now has a recently been, exi- been signed to an extension or they've just been outright signed as free agents and can't be used in a trade. Also, they have Austin Reeves and Austin Reeves might do everything that you'd want from Buddy Heald. He might not shoot 42% from three, but he just does everything, I would say, much better than Buddy Heald. And he's also getting paid. He's just about to start a four for 56, which is incredible value, especially if Buddy Heald comes in with 20 mil and then at 30 years old, ask for more money afterwards. It's uh, There's no deal for the Lakers. So that's I think that's all the teams that have previously had interest in Buddy Heald. So moving on to... Let's say a player that's on the market and another player who we know is publicly available is Kevin Porter Jr. for the Houston Rockets and he's available for, let's say, non-basketball reasons. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. has obviously been alleged to abuse his partner uh, and that it's a topic that was talked about a lot on the most recent episode of the JVG NBA Tribute. Ooh, the JVG Tribute Show, which can be found on the Deep Two Podcast Network where they go into depth about the situation and everything that's happened. Um, but from a basketball point of view, I would say Kevin Porter Jr. has likely played his last game in the NBA, considering what he has been accused of. Um, And the follow-up reports after the police report uh, saying that the Houston Rockets are looking to trade KPJ, they're mainly just about dumping their salary slot because KPJ, he's owed $15.8 million this season, and I believe it's a flat salary where he's owed, it's just over 15.8 for this season plus the next three seasons after this. But the way that they, the way that they structured the contract was, yes, we'll give you this money, but every single year is fully non-guaranteed. KPJ has a history of, well, up um and he's done that in the past i think there was even that throwing the soup situation in cleveland obviously he fell when he was getting drafted he was supposed to be maybe even a lottery pick he was drafted 30th uh, and so on and so on and so on um so because houston i mean everyone in the league knew of his contract of his of his history um he's fully non-guaranteed so if he did stuff up here we are um the Houston Rockets can waive him. I believe they still have to ED salary for this year, but the next three years are just, he's completely off the books and he becomes a free agent. Because of the situation that he's in um, and because of you know the NBA slash the police's ongoing investigation, um, I believe the NBA hasn't done anything that... Uh, the NBA is waiting for the police to finish their investigation before they put on their own punishment, um, whatever that may be. But it's likely that whichever team has him, whether it's the Houston Rockets or receiving team, they're just going to waive him. And all of a sudden, you've, you've got that $15.8 million slot, but then the next three years are just $0 and you've, you've freed up money. So a straight swap here of Bunny Heald for KPG works, um, and Houston would get what they want, which is they remove the player that is just going to get waived anyway, but then they would bring in a player who is at least going to play on a basketball court and you know, can hit some threes for you. Um, and from Indiana's point of view, they would get a player who you don't want to play basketball for you. You wave him. Those next three years are completely open. But if the NBA does do something here and the NBA does enforce you know, a, 
whatever whatever comes down, then his salary is just going to get nixed for this season as well. Um, I would say that's a slight benefit because we've already passed free agency, so it's not like you're really going to be doing anything with that money apart from you know signing the Blake Griffins or the Boogie Cousins of the world off the free agent market. Um, and yeah, so what what would some of the assets be going back to Indiana? I think the the first asset would be hey, you're opening up free cap space for the next three years and you're a young team who wants to add players and sign more Bruce Browns and so on. Um, so I think I, I, in looking at some of these trades, I've, I've, put, I've put Buddy down as worth around two seconds of value. Um, but given the PR situation in Houston, I think maybe it might be worth throwing a first round pick in here just to say like we are completely getting rid of this guy and, and Indiana is taking on a PR hit as well, even though they would just be waving him immediately. It is a very shit situation. Um, so Houston has access to Brooklyn's first round pick in 2024. Let's say Brooklyn's pick is going to be somewhere in the 20s. I think that's a lot to give up for a... Um, for a dude who you're just going to wave immediately. So I, I I don't think there would be any pick going back and forth. And I think if you're Indiana, there are other situations which we'll talk about where you can just free up some money. And I think there's 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 better PR reasons to just do one of the other situations. So I don't think that would be uh, a suitable trade. Now, moving on to three teams that could almost definitely use what Buddy Heald brings, which is three-point shooting. Uh, and at a very base level, I've looked at the teams who were the bottom three in the league in three-point attempts last season. They are in this order, the Chicago Bulls, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Atlanta Hawks. So Buddy, again, one-dimensional player, but that one dimension is very valuable. So we'll start off with the Chicago Bulls and another straight swap works here, this time for Lonzo Ball. So there's a chance that Lonzo's injury could rule him out for the rest of his career. Um, and that would obviously be a trade going back to Indiana. Indiana don't need what he brings, but they could just wave him. The NBA could step in and say, hey, we don't think this guy is an NBA player anymore given his injury situation, which would just free up space for Indiana. Um, but then the Chicago Bulls would have to throw something in here just to sex it up a little bit. So the, I'd, again, I don't think it's worth a first round pick, but the Bulls could, the closest second round picks that they could move uh, in the 2028 NBA draft. So they could throw Lonzo Ball plus a 28 and a 29 second round pick. Um, but if there becomes a bidding war, if the Bulls do have a pick that they could move that isn't theirs because I think the Bulls are going to be bad and you, you want to hold on to your picks, um, they can move Portland's 2024 first round pick. Now, Portland, you might know, uh, are very close to being a bad team. Um, but that 2024 first round pick is lottery protected all the way up to 2028. And then it just disappears after that. So it could be Lonzo Ball plus that Portland lottery protected for four years pick um, that turns into nothing for Buddy Heald. And if the Indiana Pacers aren't going to get a first round pick from any team, you may as well just run the chance of saying, hey, what if Scoot Henderson's better earlier on, you know, a la Ja Morant, where he can bring the team into the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we have a chance at having like maybe the the 16th to 20th pick in 2025 or something, um, which might just be better than getting two seconds from another team. Will the Bulls do that and just say, okay, Alex Caruso and Ayo Donsumu are our point guards and we've just added more shooting and then we're going to run a little bit of playmaking through um, uh, Nik- Nikola Vucevic? Eh, I mean, it's a pretty horrible situation anyway. So what's the? you may as well just bring in more middling players if you're the Chicago Bulls. Quite upsetting. Um, the next team, the Atlanta Hawks, they can now trade Bogdan Bogdanovic, who... 
uh, as of the 16th of September this year, it had been six months since he had signed his four for $68 million extension. Um, quite a lot of money. Um, again, a straight swap works here, but as I said in the most recent, the most recent episode of the Deep 2 NBA podcast, where Dante and I ran through our 2023-24 over-unders, I think Quinn Snyder and the Hawks front office are big game hunting or even medium game hunting for what it's worth. So they're looking to package two of DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella and Bogdan Bogdanovich Plus, any young assets and, you know, for the non-Patreon listeners, I've just put up inverted qu- inverted quotes for young assets, like what do you think of AJ Griffin? What do you think of Kobe Bufkin? Um, and then any picks that they can trade that weren't traded for the uh, DeJounte Murray trade, which I think at the moment would just be their 29 first. Um, and I think that the Hawks would be looking to package these guys for a Pascal Siakam type. But we'll wait and see. I just don't think that they're, they're going to, like, concede... For a buddy heel trade just to like slightly upgrade Bogdan Bogdanovich, but I mean the most recent basketball we all watched was FIBA and Serbia got the silver medal. I don't think Bogdanovich is worse than Buddy Heald. Alright, so moving on. The final team, uh a return to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um the only real money that works here is either just a Jonas Valanciunas swap or a package of Dyson Daniels and Larry Nance Jr. Um, and after talking in the group chat as this news came out, I think I'm much higher on Dyson Daniels than just the normal, you know, average consensus of him is. Um, but even then, like even, even if we're just going off, let's say, the, the league average of Dyson Daniels, like a one-year remove lottery pick who didn't play much, I think the Pacers would have to throw something in here. And if you're the Pacers, you've got Andrew Nembar, you've got Tyrese Halliburton and you've got Bruce Brown and you know two of those guys are prospects Bruce Brown's a pretty sure thing you bring in Dyson Daniels to do exactly what he did for the Pelicans last year and sit in the bench eh like you're not really going to do that so I think if the Pacers did make this deal for you know a one-year remove lottery pick they would have to throw something in as well to part with um to part with Buddy Heald and I just don't think it's like it's I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze there there's there's not much benefit in doing that to have Dyson ride your bench as well um and from New Orleans point of view yes you can address your three-point shooting but the only centers um that New Orleans would have outside of Zion at the five which I think we all we all know doesn't really work um would be Jonas Valanciunas and Cody Zeller and that's frightening um but if they did trade for Buddy they could play one of the worst defensive wing rotations ever with the one, two, three of CJ McCollum, Buddy Heald, and Brandon Ingram, which would at least be fun on 2K. But uh, that's that's it. I, I can't imagine any other teams out there, and I can't imagine there's going to be a bidding war for Buddy Heald um, because Buddy Heald's making, as, as we said when the deal was signed, too much money. Um, and good teams usually can't part with about $20 million of their roster because if they're a good team, they've probably put that $20 million to good use. And if you're a bad team, you don't want to give up anything because you're a bad team and your picks are probably going to be good and your young players, you're probably just invested in waiting to see how they go. So there's not really any reason for any team on either end of the spectrum to do it. And if you're a middling team like the Bulls, it's like... Sweet. Um, Javon Carter is relegated to a bench role. That's fine. Uh, but if everything goes well, which I think will go fine for the Bulls, then you have to pay him. You have to pay him more than the MLE when he asks for that in free agency. Otherwise, you've just given up. You know that 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 Portland pick for nothing. So we're going to find out in the next couple of days if a team wants Buddy. Um, because I think the trade is just going to happen. We're not going to see beating a bidding war. We're just going to see the Indiana Pacers, maybe the first or second call they get that says, hey, we really want Buddy Heald. I think they're just going to do it. Um, 
And best of luck to Buddy Heald if if this is a situation um, harking back to, I think, Denzel Valentine, where they just said to the agent, hey, if you can find a trade, go do it, because we can't. Um, yeah, I think that should do for the first episode of the Quick Time Out. Um, first episode, first solo podcast I've ever done in my life. So if anyone has any pointers or tips or whatever, let me know. Uh, and I, I hope this format really uh, really kicks off because this was fun. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening to the Quick Time Out with Sean Carroll on the Deep 2 Podcast Network. Remember to subscribe, like ETC, ETC, and I'll speak to you soon.